Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is podcast 18-004, Forged by Fire. My name is Ryan Stevens. I'm here with my fellow veteran, Rob Hefley. Today, we're going to tackle Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers. Can you believe it? Dude, let's get it, man. Rob, tell me what's up, man. It's good to see you. How you doing, brother? Man, I am doing really, really well, man. Me and my wife are getting along terrific like you know six out of seven days a week now i mean that's like that's like miracle is it like unbelievable like i mean is it abnormal like something's going weird uh yeah man like we i mean had i feel like a rough season i feel like that that rough chapter hopefully is that closed that you know we're we're on the new (laughs) chapters and i feel like I i feel good about i'm excited about life so what's changing? What's the new change? Uh, I mean, I think just, uh, you know, we've paid a good chunk of our taxes, some of that part. That's so. always good when you pay Uncle Sugar. Uh, yeah. He's, Thanks for keeping me employed, bro. <laughs> yeah. And definitely paying for some stuff there. Then also, you know, our house remodel is just about done. And man, it's summertime. And, you know, I mean, not summertime quite yet, but, you know, the pool. Oh, it been, feels like summertime, dude. Yeah. It's been hot. Yeah. I've been laying in the pool, wearing my Speedo, getting ready for, you know, summer. I just got sick to the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so you've been kicking it out by the pool? Yeah. Yeah. I only, only wear the Speedo for my wife. That's it. Nobody else. Nobody else is around besides the drone, the oh, neighbor yeah. drone. <laughs> the neighbor drone. I shoot those down. Yeah. You're probably posted on the internet somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. They got a little cracked in, you know, a little. Do something that challenges you daily. That's it right there. That's scary for sure. Yeah, dude. So pretty good topic today, man. I think it's something that we can, we can talk about and, uh, you know, cause people to level up. Right. Uh, we got a lot of good feedback from the podcast so far, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a huge, uh, you know, I had some friends email message and, you know, people writing on for all you guys, you know, on Podbean and also on iTunes and Stitcher, you know, definitely once left reviews. Thank you. And just thank you for, man, just support and people that shared it. It's huge, you know, just to feel loved. And, you know, me and Ryan are having fun doing this. I think that was one of one of my friends, fellow podcasters, asked him, like, hey, what do you, your metric or gauge is on? He's like, man, are you having fun? And honestly, when me and Ryan get together, whether, you know, it's here or on the range or whatever, we have a good time. And that's one thing. That's definitely enjoying this uh, big part of it for me. Yeah, I think what's really cool about it is also leveling up. I feel like every time you and I get together, I mean, you challenge me with a serious challenge. I'm not happy about it, but I'm getting it. And uh, But I'm just saying every time we get together, man, we challenge each other. I feel like I'm leveling up. I mean, sometimes I even, I'll be honest, right? It's all about being authentic, is when I leave sometimes... Um, I self-reflect about maybe things that I've done. I mean, we talked about it right before we jumped on the podcast about just how we treat our wives and what we could do better. And you said some stuff to me right before we got on the podcast and I just kind of did a self-reflection. I'm like, yep, I'm an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> you know, oh, it's, like, let's, oh, uh, let's go ahead. Give me your grid coordinates. I think exactly kind of like where you're at. You know, you don't have to tell me where you're at with Tara, but you know, kind of, I think no. that's, I think, you know, we talk about, uh, we, the, you know, there's people in our lives, you know, the influences in our wives are probably one of the biggest ones can influence our moods, influence everything. And kind yes. of what, what's your grid coordinates overall? Um, dude, this has been a rough week for me, man. Uh, I've been to two, two States within the, uh, last time we met. So I've been traveling a little bit, doing some teaching, just got back from Spokane, Washington, which was really cool, man. I kind of grew up, I joined the Marine Corps from Spokane, Washington. So it's kind of dope to get back there and check that out. Um, but other than that, our operational tempo at work is shenanigans. And so, and then I just been on the grind on the mat. I just been training a lot. I train in the morning at sheepdog skills. We've really been getting after it. And then I go to work and then I train, you know, law enforcement officers. So I'm training with them, getting physical with them. And then sometimes I roll, I got this mammoth dude at work. I, he, I think he weighs 275. I mean, my knees hurt after I'm done rolling with this guy. And then, um, and then after I get off work, you know, I put on a new hat and I get after it again. And I feel like just being real with you, Rom, I plug into a lot of people. I have a servant heart. And I think sometimes that could be my vice is I just serve, 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 serve. And sometimes uh, you told me sometimes you got to say no. And that's hard for me to do. 
I mean, that's one of those things uh, Ryan like does. He's kind of like rather downplaying all the stuff he does. Even this last week, I told him, I think Monday or Tuesday, I was like, hey, you need to take like a Sabbath day off. And, and I was like, no Sabbath. And you were like, it's religious. So I was like, okay, uh, you you might get struck by lightning if you don't take a Sabbath. I'm like, all right, we might take a Sabbath. I was like, it's one of the Ten Commandments, you know. And like, you know. Oh, yeah. Yep. You're right about that. It's like your body. I mean, like here's, I mean, it doesn't matter if you believe in Jesus or whatever, that's not the thing about your body's got to have like, needs like a restart, you know, so, I mean, that's maybe just sleeping in one day. It may be just not having to go to work one day, you know, actually just not having to be somewhere, but, you know, sitting there having a reset and you see people that do that usually last longer, do better, you know, because the people that don't, you know, that their bodies end up failing sometimes their minds ends up failing, you know, they're not, they're not a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, that's the dichotomy. I talk about that a lot. I'm, I'm kind of, I need to take my own advice at times. And that's just being real is you can train too hard where you train so hard on the, on the right side of the spectrum, you get it, get it, get it, get it. And all of a sudden you get broke. Now I'm on the couch or I could just be on the couch, uh, because I'm being lazy and I'm not going out there. I'm not challenging myself. I'm not failing forward. So you got to stay in the middle. And I think this week, not going to lie, Rob, physically exhausted. I crawled into bed and I don't even remember going to bed. That's how tired I was. So it's good. I feel like I earned my keep. I feel like I'm being productive, um, but I do need a Sabbath. And I think you're right about that. So Ron just said I was right. Let's record that and make sure we like check, <laughs> check that off. It, it is recorded. <laughs> no, uh, man. I know that part right there is part. We kind of want to get into our, you know, our discussion about Band of Brothers. And I know some of you guys are thinking, man, Band of Brothers, whatever. I don't need people. But that's the thing about we have a relationship where I can say, hey, Ron, you probably need to take a break. And because he knows I care enough about his, you know, his life, that that's a very, very important thing. I think what happens is too, Rob, I, you come through from a different perspective. And I know we say this all the time, you know, when I'm training people, people don't care what you know, unless they know you care. I mean, think about that. So guy comes in, he's trying to give you all this advice. You're like, bro, you don't care about me. So what, why should I take that advice or a trainer, right? Trainers trying to force knowledge down your mouth and and you, he doesn't care about you. Maybe he cares about the money or he cares about himself. Then you don't really get that transition. But I know you care about my, my mental state. You care about my life. I know you care about, you know, my story. So when you give me knowledge, man, or you give me advice, I really look and reflect on that and, uh, and take it, you know, and that's, what's really cool about having a band of brothers or people that you can rely on. You know, you can't do it alone. I think the world tells you, you can do it alone, but yeah, I mean, I think I always think about man, and like I said, I'm a movie person. I mean, I love movies, but I was like, you know, the '80s movies, man. I think about Chuck Norris. I think about <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Chuck Norris even has a movie called Lone Wolf McQuaid, where he is, you know, the Texas Ranger, the Lone Wolf that drives the Dodge Ram, gets buried in the ground. But that whole, you know, that like, I don't need anybody. That mantra. Yeah, like you know, I'm, I'm a tough dude. You know, Sylvester Stallone, Rambo, First Blood, man, he is all alone. And, uh, and George the Hill doing now. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, all those things, you know, like we see, um, it's kind of like, Hey, I'm, I'm a tough guy. I don't need anybody else. I don't, you know, that whole thing is, man, is the, one of the biggest lies I think men yes. uh, live with. Yet, bro, bottom line, you know, what's really cool is in the Marine Corps, we did this thing called log PT. You know, I went to Quantico to a seven week school for, Marine Corps martial arts instructor trainer school. So you're, you get trained to be a trainer for the instructors and it's very, very difficult, man, seven weeks. And we did log PT and the log PT, you know, I really like to break things down intellectually and chew on them, reflect on them. And the log PT is exactly like that. One man cannot pick up the log. That's how heavy it is. There's just, I mean, you just can't budget, but a team can pick it up and move it with ease. If everyone is putting in the effort, it can easily, it's like, it's like team building on crack. It just happens quickly because you start to realize that you can't do it by yourself. And if you don't carry your load, other people pay in pain. Carrying logs is horrible if everybody's not the same height. 
You yeah. The, when you get the shorties and the tall people, it's not the Oh, it's amazing thing. if you're short, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're screw the whole team. Like, instantly, like, that's on my head, dude. Yeah. So that's the same thing, right? So men walk around, they're like, dude, I can carry the log. In reality, you can't carry the log. You know, you need, you need support at times. And that, I mean, that's, that's huge sitting there taking those things. But, you know, think about, you know, the whole thing, Lone Wolf, you know, versus Band of Brothers, because um, I think wire guys, you know, the Lone Wolf. And one of the big reasons I see a lot of times they're usually wounded. You know, something's happened to them, you know, friends, you know, hurt them, whatever, you know, might be insecure. They don't trust. And I think, too, a lot of the things this happens when men get married Man, the first thing to go is their men friends. It's like their wife cuts them off or says, those guys are not good for you. And sometimes that's probably a good thing because they might not be good for you. Yeah, true. But there's also those times like, hey, you need good men in your life, whether it be older mentors or just a band of brothers you can talk to say, hey, man, I'm not being a good guy right now. Would you pray for me or do you listen to me? It's better for me to cuss you out than cuss my out. You know, those things that happen, you know, friends that say, hey, make the good decisions. Yeah. And being legit, just straight. No, you know what I think too, Rob's do, uh, uh, guys do is they're passive aggressive. You know, you meet guys in the, and they're super nice to your face. And then soon as you turn around, they're like that guy, you know, and they, they just slash you in the back versus just being raw with you. Like, Hey man, that was a dumb decision. You're a freaking idiot. You need to fix yourself or hey, bro run. I mean, you need to run from that. So I think having that real talk, that straightforward talk is super important. I think you're 100% right. And that's one of those things I think we just, you need to just kind of describe it there. Uh, John Eldridge is really big about this. He calls them posers. And one of the things, man, when you're involved with, you know, Man Alive Expedition, we go up there in spring and fall. It's based on Wild at Heart. But he talks about posers. And, man, it's one of those things, that if you don't understand what it is, it's like men are posers. I mean, like they... Bad, like, bad posers. Uh, you know, like, what do you do for a living? You know, I got, you know, my chest comes out. You know, it's like the first thing is like, you know, look at me and... uh Cause you don't want to look weak, right? Oh yeah. And this, and then he's like, you know, what, what kind of gun are you carrying? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. If you don't shoot, if you shoot a 45, if you don't, you squat when you pee, yeah. like all this shenanigans, like, you know, sitting there, the voice gets a little bit deeper and the stories get a little bit bigger. You instantly grow a mustache. <laughs> oh yeah. And sit there. But that is what, you know, guys, it cracks me up cause you know, there's posing and, and even like I sit there, I'm a big people watcher and I watch guys, you know, in these different events, not even just this one, you'll see them when there's no, uh, they'll be quiet. They'll kind of be watching around, you know, it's like, it's like it's situational like awareness. A, yeah. It's almost like a jockey for power. You know, I see the same thing when I showed up for SWAT school it was the same thing. I showed up and I'm, you know, I'm very comfortable who I am now because I realized that I was a poser because I knew I had tons of insecurity because I knew that I couldn't trust people. I knew that I was wounded. Right. So once I discovered that now I can walk into a room and be myself. I don't have to be whatever the room. I don't have to be the rich guy in the room. I don't have to be the tech guy in the room. You know, I could just be Ryan like it or not. You know what I mean? And so you walk into this SWAT school and all of a sudden everybody is like, chest out wearing their super moto tactical shirt everybody's just staring everybody down and i'm the guy walking in making a joke you know and i'm the oddball the oddball more like, more like the cue ball you know? yeah yeah well with a bald head too but yeah so what happens is really funny is they're not being them true their true selves are posing what, what about here's a question for you rob what was your posing when you when man i still i still have a deal with posing i you know what? I love big trucks and it's, you know, it's cause I'm compensating for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like my wife, like, you know, a couple of years ago I bought a black F two fifty platinum and I went and jacked it up, put big tires and wheels on it. And I was giddy like a little kid, you know, and she even said, I wish I had something that made me that giddy. And I was like, you're not a redneck. You'll never be this giddy. You'll, about ne- you'll <laughs> never, you're never going to get it. And, uh, but I mean, those things, man, I love trucks and, uh, I think, you know, posing cause I still, uh, one of the things, you know, what do you do for a living or, you know, that question comes out and, uh, you know, those things, sometimes I, I think, man, cause my dad was one of those big people always about, you know, money and about those things, uh, how you judge people, you know, you know, like I've got, mm, I've, you know, you've got to, you got to drive a certain kind of truck, you know, Ford truck. I still love Ford trucks. Uh, even though the only one I got to Tyco and my son drives around right now. Oh, I actually got an F-350. It's a 95 model, but 
Come you know, on. It crapped out today. Come on. Did it really? Uh, yeah. Cody tried to move with it today and <laughs> it was sit there. He needs a new motor. And I was like, hey, you probably can make enough to move him house to house, but he didn't yeah, make it. It did. No. He had to pull it over inside the road and shoot it. And no, he, he had to drive it back here for 10 miles an hour. I'm sorry, Cody. Dang. But. I mean, those things, man, like, you know, the truck you drive, you know, what do you, what are you wearing? Like, you know, from wearing my hat backwards to, you know, you know, why don't you got long pants on, son? You know, you got boots on, you know, this, those things that, uh, man, Hey, I live now for comfort. You know, like right now I got, you know, sandals or flip flops and, you know, shorts on and got my Reagan Bush shirt cause eighties were great years. It was the jam, you know, Nintendo was, uh, you know, duck hunt was off the, off the oh, yeah. chart. Oh yeah, for sure. But you know, those things, uh, posing out there and I still, um, man, cause it doesn't matter, you know, my education, I got a master's education. It doesn't matter how much money's in the bank. It doesn't matter what I drive. None of that really makes the mark of a man who I am. And, you know, sit there a lot of times when you put that stuff aside and get to know somebody's real story, kind of where they're from and what they're about, you know, your friends love you for who you are, man. Mm, you know, they don't, they don't sit there. It's not, none of that stuff matters. They, you know what? Even through the bad decisions. And that's one thing that's really cool about having an authentic friend or band of brothers is that they're going to love you regardless where you're at. Right. So some of your friends love you because you got money. Some people love you because they have something that you, that they want, but a true authentic friend will love you. He'll come see you in jail. He'll come see you when you're on the big bucks and flying in your Learjet. So that's the cool part is it doesn't matter what you have, right? Some people might be attracted to what you have or what I have, but the authentic friend will be there during the ups and downs, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think about that. There's a verse, you know, it says a friend loves at all times and a brother's born for adversity. And, uh, man, the friend loves at all times. I mean, that's, that's really a friend loves no matter what you do. I mean... You know, I always, this is my joke, and don't, don't take this too seriously for you people that are listening. I was like, a friend helps you bury the dead. Dang. Yes, yeah, so you call and you're like, hey, check it out. Here's the grid coordinates. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Bring a shovel. Yeah, bring a shovel. Yeah, 100%. And that could be like in a life thing, right? Hey, dude, I am go. I mean, like right now, I have a guy who's going through. I mean, I got guys that I mentor on a daily basis that call me, and I just try to pour into them. I got a guy going through a divorce. I got a guy going through alcoholism right now. So it's not really burying a body, but it is. Uh, slaying a giant in his life. And so he's like, Ryan, I got a giant in my life. And I'm like, yo, check it out. Let's go beat him up. You know, whatever that giant might be, alcoholism, drugs, pornography, you know, he's having those feelings where he wants to cheat on his wife. And you're like, yo, let's go, let's go choke out that giant in your life and get him out. And that's, you know, having that, you know, that person there, you can do that. And uh, that's one of the big thing about having a, having a band of brothers is like, I know that I, I don't have to do this alone. Yeah. I know that in my weakest, there's somebody there, man, they're going to, they're going to pick me up. They're going to care, you know, and say, Hey, you know, I, I'm there for you. And that's where, you know, the, I think the real parts of this sometimes is just knowing somebody's there, man. And that's when I always joke, me and Jessica asked her one day, cause I was like, do you have any friends that could call if you're in Mexico in jail, they would come get you without question. And, and what'd she say? And she's like, you know, um, I might have one and, that might or two. And I was what like, you think? I was like, what I, you got, say? I was like, I got like 25. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I got a couple jarhead buddies that for a dude, six pack of Paps blue ribbon would straight steal a helicopter and come get me. I'm serious. Like no joke, but that's like, like you know, that friendship on the door and just like clear Ryan, let's roll out. But I mean, those, those friends that, you know, we think a lot of times like, man, you know, I was like, you know, what's weird is like when you're in the, at the bottom when you, you know, you've embarrassed yourself, embarrassed your family and, uh, you know, sit there, you know, made your name look horrible and you look around, you know, it's like the bomb's gone off, you know, who's running towards you and who's running away from you. Mm, that's really, really good, dude. I think something we should tell our listeners too is, have you ever felt like you've been judged, right? Or you feel like you're alone? Well, I just want to let you know that the world's going to judge you anyways. The judge, the, you know, say you're rich. They're going to be like, look at this guy. He's showing off. Look at him. You know, he's always bragging. Or you could be poor and they're going to be like, look at that guy. He's so poor. I mean, you could be fat. You could be skinny. You could be funny. You know, you can be angry. No matter what it is, 
You can have too many kids. You can have not enough kids. You can drive a big truck. You can drive a Prius. They're always going to judge you. So what you need to do is be comfortable in your own skin, realize who you are. And I think that's the biggest thing, Rob, and you can maybe weigh in this. Tell me what you think is that once you get rid of the posing, right? And you start peeling off things and you start getting down to the core of who you are. I remember when I was up on the mountain, they asked me, they said, one simple question was, what makes Ryan Ryan? Are you living for God's will, right? Are you living, are you living what you're intended to be? Are you living from the labels that were placed onto you, either a wound or what you, you know, to be honest, back in the day, I was looking for validation, you know, I think you and I talked about that. I was looking for, I was looking for a title. I was looking for someone to say, dude, you've got it. And so all this, I was looking for, I was just, I was weak and I put on this tough guy front initially because I wanted to hide the insecurities and I wanted validation. And then once I peeled off the posing and I started ripping those things away and looking at why am I really Ryan? Why are our listeners really them, then you can get down to the true core of being who you are. Right. And then that, then, then Rob, you can love somebody. Then you can be there for somebody. If not, you don't even know who you are. You don't even know who your friend is, right? You don't even know who that guy is. You might think you know him. And in the reality, you're just, you're, you're supporting that friend on the surface, not really the core of who that person is. You know what I mean? And that's where I think Everybody has a story. And I think sometimes we really don't realize that, you know, and sometimes we don't take the time to get to know the story and we have this label for them. Cause I mean, immediately and people saw me and you out right now in different times, they would say, you know, cause I got a Reagan Bush shirt on. I guess that guy's a Republican jerk, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, Ron's got a tactical the- shirt on, you know, he'd say this guy is probably a cop. Yeah, that, yeah, or super angry. You know, everybody pegs me as angry. Or, uh, you know what they've been saying lately, Rob? Uh, the guy from Avengers. The, Thanos. Yeah, you know how I many, I've had a lot of people text me about that, right? So there's the judgment part, right? The judgment part. I'm actually a nice guy. I like giving hugs, mostly around the neck. Mostly around the neck, <laughs> exactly, choking people out. But I was like, you know, those whole things is like the judgment part. And that's where, you know, from posing to judging, all those things that, um, and one of the questions, here's another question for you, Ryan. Why are authentic friendships so hard for men? Why do you think they're so hard for to be authentic? Uh, real talk right here. Ready? Judgment. Judgment is one of the biggest things. If you knew who I was, Rob, you wouldn't like me. That's probably one of the biggest ones, right? If you knew what I did or you knew how I grew up, my biggest thing, Rob, is for years I carried this baggage on my back that I grew up poor and I was abused, right? So I really hid that and I was ashamed of that. And so for me to really open up and be authentic and and to be authentic you can't pose. You have to be you, whatever that is. You have to be the true you. And so our listeners need to do is they need to do some self-reflection. They look in the mirror and say they need to take off all the baggage and be who they are. Then you can be authentic with somebody when they know your story. Because once once they know where you were and who what you've done and all your, everything about you, there's nothing out there that you don't know. And then like me and you, Rob, like, I mean, you know my whole story. So now when I start going on some banter, you'd be like, you're posing. And I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? This guy knows me. And then I can be authentic. So I think it's judgment. I think they're insecure. You know, a lot of men are insecure. They don't, they, they don't want to look weak. Um, and I think sometimes they just don't want to let people in their castle. They build these castles, they build these walls up, and I want to be the dominant one in my castle. And that goes back to the log theory. Bro, you can't lift a log on your own. You need a fire team. I mean, that's how the military builds camaraderie, right? A band of brothers, right? You know, I mean, I definitely, I definitely agree with all those because authentic friendships, uh, I'm just be honest with you guys. I was, man, I, I felt like I had, growing up, had some really good friends, you know, then uh, I went completely just buck wild from 16 to 19. <laughs> I was like, you know, they said go left. I went right. You know, it was uh-huh. just everything opposite. Then you know, I went to basic training when I was 17, 18. You know, that made me like 10 feet tall and bulletproof, like even worse, like magnified. I think that's, yeah, it, it totally doubles everything and makes it worse. And so, you know, I just, I came back and 
I mean, I mean, at 18 years old, I had, I got a DUI, you know, felony for fake ID. I mean, it's like all that, you know, the stuff that I was like, okay, whatever. Next weekend I made a fake ID on the piece of paper. I got to drive to go back to the, you know, I was like, I'm just yep. dumb. Yep. And, uh, and I sit there and I think about all those things, you know, in my life that, man, what was I thinking, you know? And uh, you, were you posing? Oh, I was posing. You know, you know, I was trying to use the approval, man. I was like, this dude will do anything. This guy is crazy. This guy, you know. You know what's really funny, Rob, is when you start to understand this, it's almost like looking at a map and you put a map overlay. You know what a map, that little plastic you put over it and you could write on it and then you can pull the plastic off and then you have the intel sheet and the map's normal. It's like when someone starts to explain posing and you start to understand it, it's like the map overlay goes over the map and you start to see all the intel on the map. So now when you're educated, you walk into a room and you see somebody who's like, yeah, and he's talking about girls and how he's always getting laid. It's because he's he's insecure and he's looking for something. Oh yeah. And that posing yeah. part, even or though watch how much I can drink Rob or you know what I mean? Or a guy who's super flashy and he's, he's trying to pose about look how much money he has you can pick out can you pick out authentic dudes oh yeah that, those things are and even like that part religion man i you know i got i went the opposite way and completely tried to live like check mark i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that you know and uh, the authentic part was man i failed constantly i was like you know i couldn't live up to this biblical you know like i was supposed to be in my head that you know it wasn't even god or even my church like but i would fail constantly and i was one of those guys like if i failed i'm going to quit you know i'm going to stop and uh so uh i kept you know doing those things man and that whole thing was i would go back and forth and i remember it's, it's probably been i want to say like four probably four years ago man um marriage was just you know still like just dumb decisions different things financially it was like man i i started seeking out men i started seeking out real you know and that's one of the things i went to the you know the mountain and the man alive expedition and met started like hey band of brothers and i gotta have that and and i still i mean on different arenas now it's kind of crazy i have like such a good i got multiple groups of guys now that man that got my back if I need prayer you know hey if I need to talk about marriage you know and they know me and it's because I got all of my stuff is not secrets anymore I got you know there's not I don't have that stuff that is like hey they know my issues yeah. what happens is when it gets out you know when stuff's in the light you know the darkness has no control over me there's no leverage in my life now because like hey you're doing this or you're doing that because hey everybody knows what I'm doing yeah, well, and it puts it out. There's no, there nobody can hold anything over your head, right? And also about the band of brothers that the listeners got to know, it's a unified front. You have a unified front of guys that are there for you. Now, something to think about too, even the military calls for support. You know, the good book says something about when you're weak, you're strong. And I really chewed on that for a long time. And I, and then I always try to bring them back. Sometimes the military was the best and worst times of my life. You know, I start thinking about it when you're pinned down in a city and you really, really need help. I mean, you, maybe you want a guy shot and you just, you're pinned down. You can't get the guys out. Things are rough. Right. And then you call for air support. Even troops call for support. And then the AC 130 rolls around and you're just like, bring it. You know, it's the same thing with, dudes but why but in the military we haven't under we, we have an understanding you know even if i call for support for machine guns or or a flanking maneuver or anything i can call for support but yet right now i know dudes that don't call for support and i watch them just get or they just it's like i watch them erode you know because they don't have that support element i mean and it's sad because i think so many of them and they don't think they're like i've not in anybody's you know relate you know i'm not have a friendship i'm not given i'm not sit there i have no social capital so i can't ask or you know they're sit there or the pride pride's like i don't want anybody to know where i'm at to understand what i'm going through and uh that's what's you know just one of those things too. kind of you know the the whole thing about the inauthentic man i guess if you ever read man men of courage by larry, dr larry crab he had he describes the inauthentic man as controlling you know, impersonally powerful, destructive or dangerous, selfish, committed above all to feeling a certain way about himself. And those things, you know, I think 
or what and we see that all the time in these guys and because they have you know they're not authentic they're not they're not being real about who them who they are and they're trying you know they're, they're constantly trying to pose and uh and do that in their life yeah dude what's really good about that rob is i think that they first step to be an authentic because we use that word a lot authentic and i think it's good that we're talking about it on the podcast is to be authentic you have to slay the enemies within you got to go to battle you're like okay here we go we got to go to battle the things on the inside i have to figure out and then once you start to bring that down um, then you can start to be authentic with others. And I think also what we got to tell our listeners, it's not forced, right? So we say band of brothers. You think that it's got to be, you know, five guys, six guys. And let me tell you, it's more than meeting guys for coffee. It's more than hanging out and drinking a beer. It's more than sitting around a fire and talking about a football game. I think what it is, it's meeting with people, a band of brothers and getting real, talking about struggles right yeah and that's what you know that whole part man i always joke you, you can have one battle buddy you know because it's like you know two's better than one and that <laughs> for part, sure that part you know <laughs> who's gonna fireman's carry you out of a building you ain't gonna do it by yourself buddy i mean that that part of it is like hey just you know you find somebody because what happens is guys you know always joke he's like how do you get a hug you give a hug <laughs> you know yeah and be a friend man be i mean sit there and be be the guys like hey you know you know, step down and what, you know, how can you go one down and do something to help somebody out? Because I think that part, a lot of times people were so selfish, think, man, why aren't they here for me? But I'm like, when were you there for them? When did you wow. call and check on them just to see where they're at or what they've been? And I think that that part's like, you know, what do I have to give? Because so many times it's like, you know, what can I get? But what do I have to give? And uh, just, uh, I mean, there's, I mean, there's tons of stuff I could talk about because so many times men are, you know, the society we live in now is about what do I get instead of what can I give? Yeah. It's a self-serving. I say this all the time too, when we're teaching is that we live in a self-serving, self-centered world. So what can I get? And it's all about me. In reality, that's not it. You need to serve. And I think what's also what I found, it's really comforting to me or um, powerful to me is when I'm serving others, you know, when I serve others and I'm helping other people and I'm watching other people grow, then what happens? I start to get this feeling of uh, contentment inside. You know, I'm really, I, and this is one thing that I think our listeners should know. You want to know you have an authentic friend is when you can share, share a win and they don't get jealous or even secretly, secretly jealous. And I've had some of that since, you know, S7 started to take traction is they'll say they're happy for me. I want to be happy for you but I don't want you to be more successful than me. You know, that's not a true authentic friend. An authentic friend will be happy for you regardless of where you are in life. Your win becomes our win. And that's a big thing is to be able to celebrate somebody else. I mean, that's, I mean, just, I mean, celebrate your brothers. That's, 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 that's an easy thing. You know, when, when your brother marries a hot woman, celebrate for him, you know, you know, those things. Cause I was like, I'm just, I'm, my mom, that's one thing she taught me naturally. You just sit there because there's going to be a day when you're celebrating, you know, and it's like when you celebrate others, when you, when you sit there and pour into them, you know, the, it, it always comes back to you because, you know, you have your time to shine. And, uh, man, I just want to read this quote to you. It's another quote from that book, A Man of Courage, but it says, an, an authentic man is not an aggressive man. He's an active man mm. involved in offering quality relationships to others, more committed to develop a strength that others can enjoy than to achieving for himself a sense of power and control. And I think a lot of times, you know, that part about being active is like, you know, I'm being an active friend. What can I do to help? What can I do to serve? You know, what can I do, you know, to celebrate? And I think that's such a big part. We just forget about, like you said, those things. Uh, and just, you know, the trust that you have for each other and the trust, Hey, we're going to do the best thing for, you know, my friendship. Cause, uh, that's important. So what do you think, Rob? Like, how would a guy right now, if I'm listening to the podcast, how would I start a band of brothers? Maybe right now, you know, I uh, work in a cubicle. I go to work, maybe in, you know, an insurance firm, right? So I work in this, this office environment, maybe with other people, maybe I don't have something in common with. And then I go home to my family and I repeat this process. How do I find guys to build a band of brothers with or, and a band of brothers can be one, 
You can have one. I mean, I want to come to meet up you, dude. I get plugged in. I leave here and want to slap a civilian in the face. That's how motivated I am. I could push kick a car over. Maybe. Push kick a car. No, I really think that part right there, man, I think here's what's going to happen. You have to pursue some of that. You know, I'm really big about, hey, what are your interests? You know, like if you like, you like rolling the mats, jits, go sit there. Hey, hang out with those guys, the ones you know that are good. Because there's always those guys there that can teach and, you know, like to hang out. They like to enjoy. Same thing at the range. You go, if you want to shoot, you have to shoot range. There's the guys there all the time that love to show and love to teach. You know, they're natural because they love to teach a skill. Um, church. There's older mentors there, man. You know, I go and talk to, I want to learn from these people, man. And, uh, you know, even virtually, man, I have a band of brothers virtually. Listen to this. Every Saturday morning at 630, I get online and we talk about life. One guy's from Australia, a couple from Canada, one's from Oklahoma, uh, one's from Florida, you know, sit there and we talk about life and say, man, why would you give up your six thirty, you know, your sleep time? But I was like, man, I get fired up because I see these guys. One today he released his new, he's got a, a lifestyle company, um, at least his new hats, you know? And I was like, yeah, man, I was like, I was like, dude, when are they going to be online so I can order one, you know, celebrating his victory of doing that. You know, another one sit there is just, uh, he just about to get married. You know, those things is like, Hey, it's a virtual band of brothers. And I'm talking about doing a meetup, you know, this fall with some of them, you know, and one of them, you know, one lives in Slovenia, uh, which I don't is, even know where that is. It's a long ways from here. And, but you Do know, they write camels. <laughs> Do they write camels? <laughs> I don't know. But, but I mean, those things, man, are like, you know, what, you know, those things is like, Hey, there's, there's a deposit of my time and my energy, but these guys, I see them doing things and doing, you know, doing and growing the same thing um with uh s7 man s you know sheepdog skills you know monday wednesday friday i've had my wrist like tweaked for about two weeks i haven't been but those guys you know show up at 5 30 in the morning and uh which is so cool or five o'clock i'm sorry and uh, you know 5 a.m you know three days a week and train but what happens is there's a dialogue that goes on afterwards on group me and you know about life and about life, stuff you yeah. know and that man that's another one that's it's one but those you have to pursue you have to chase and i'm really big about personal interest because what happens you know if, if you don't like those kind of guys you know that's probably not the kind of guys you want to be around but you there's so many different personal interests and even i have you know my plexus buddies you know we go on vacation about five times a year together because our wives you know kill it at mlm company we're a part of so we get to hang out and do stuff, but there's a couple of them. We've got to be really good friends. And, you know, we went to Costa Rica together. They came up here, you know, went turkey hunting, went to the range with me and we do stuff together and we talk about, Hey, this is what our, we know what our wives are going through and they're acting all crazy because the contest or doing something. They're like, man, I need, we need to get away. We need to do something, you know, those things yep. we, we, because we're reason we're experiencing the same trauma bonds from our wives, you know, that, but you have those things and, uh, look for look for those things, man. I, I think, but you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and willing to talk to somebody. And you have to go to work. You have to go to work, Rob. I mean, I think that's what it is. is you have to go to work. Uh, a lot of people say, well, I don't have a band of brothers. Well, you're not going to get one. You know what I mean? That's like sitting on the couch saying that you're going to get big biceps. It ain't going to happen, dude. You got to put in work. And I think with work comes return. And what happens is when you start to get an authentic friend and you reach out and you're really you're serving your friends that are authentic. You're going to get a good return on investment, man. Um, I'm not one that likes to take things, Rob. You know what I mean? I don't like get, I don't like taking gifts. It's hard for me. It's because about how I grew up. But let me tell you, um, investing in other people, not that I want anything in return, but there has been people that just say, Hey dude, I want to give you this. And dude, I'm not going to lie. If I get emotional, you know what I mean? Over something small, you know, when guy comes over and gives me a tactical bag or something and I'm like tearing up, he's like, you're r acting real weird and it's scaring me. You know what I mean? But what it is, is because it's just that return on investment. You know, I always thought when I got out of the military and maybe you'll agree with me, I thought I'd never get that again. I thought I would never get that bond. And I can tell you, most men need that bond. Uh, I tell our listeners, you need it. And you say, no, I don't, man. I'm good. I can handle this on my own. Let me tell you, dude, back in the day, you had to have it. 
Back in the day, the tribe mentality was a must because if you didn't back in the day with like a caveman, saber tooth tiger, dude, you had to go out there and kill one man could not fight a saber tooth tiger. You get destroyed. But when we rally up a team, we go out there with some sticks. We beat that thing to death. You know, then what happens is, you know, you're talking about like the colonial day, right? Indians come up. You, you have. You know, you can't do it by yourself. You have to have a team or you have to have somebody guard home base while you go out and get a buffalo to feed your family. So you need a team. You need a team. Right now, our society is saying, you know, be an individual, be by yourself. But yet our military thrives off a team environment. So, you know, if you don't have that institution where you have a team, right, you have to go out there and find it. You have to find your social networks. Do you go to a gym? Uh, let me tell you a place to build it. Anytime there's adversity, you're going to, you're going to find a band of brothers adversity, go to a go rook. You're going to meet somebody because you're going to see them at their worst, right? Bad hair day, all their skin's going to fall off their feet. They're going to walk with a hunchback and you're going to be like, you're a good dude, you know, cause you're going to see them at their worst. Um, any kind of, any kind of, um, jujitsu you get on the mat, you talk about building a band of brothers, Get into a jujitsu gym. Um, that's like a fa- do they call it a family? Like I remember first walked into a jujitsu and they're like, "Hey man, welcome home. We've been waiting on you." I'm like, look behind me. That dude's not talking to me, is he? He's like, "Yeah, I'm talking about you, man. We've been waiting on you." And then they treated me like a family. So anytime there's adversity or fire, Rob, dude, you jump in that fire and you're gonna see people in their worst. And when you see them at their worst, dude, that's where the bonds are built. And trauma bonds. That's what, you know, we joke about CrossFit being a cult. Yeah, that's another one. That's another one. Adversity. Yeah. It's just, I mean, those things, you know, definitely, um, they bring about a special, a special part of that. And, uh, you know, just man, I would just tell you this, you know, we talked about, you know, being authentic and inauthentic and band of brothers, being a lone wolf, all those things, you know, you know, versus a band of brothers. I can tell you this, the, the last, you know, three or four years I've had a band of brothers in my life and my life is better. And I actually asked my wife, Oster, asked her what she thought about it. And because, um, here's what she said. She's my wife said, it makes me a better man. And she likes, she's like, my wife likes that I have people to be accountable to besides her. Mm. And they hold me to a standard that's high. And they have, you know, the deep relationships bring self-awareness. And uh, I was sitting there thinking about those things, you know, how it's improved my life and how she sit there and says, yeah, you need to go do this. You need, it's okay. You know, I ask her all the time because I try to make, take, take away from family, but she understands the things I get to do with guys, you know, they're helping me level up and helping me to be a better man that she, you know, it's, it's making our family better, our family life better, our marriage better. And uh, those things I think, you know, such are so important uh, to her and to us. And just, you know, sometimes I know that it's not always easy, but what happens is she sees the benefits. She sees the fruit in my life and how, you know, the last three, four years of my life with men in my life, you know, being there's mentors as brothers, that my life's better and that our marriage is better. Our, you know, our, our, you know, just everything's better. And, uh, just, you know, just uh just kind of to, to change gears a little bit. I was going to talk about our our challenges we've been talking about. Yeah, dude. Oh, well, real quick, can I give our l- listeners a challenge? Uh, I, this is what I challenge our listeners to do. I'm going to challenge you to be a man that serves his wife and his family. Serves, Rob. Also, I want you to I challenge you to unselfishly serve others. That's going to put you in a position to build your band of brothers. Well, service and, attracts people, man. It yep. does. And I think also the bravest thing you can do, the bravest. Um, and, and some of our listeners don't know me, right? Uh, don't know you. But, you know, I can tell you, if you really want to be brave, you know, what you can do is admit that you're weak and vulnerable. Because what happens is you start to work on where you need work. Men always talk about what they're good at. Hey, look what I can do. This is what I'm good at. What are you not good at? That's what I want to know. What are you not good at? And then that's where you need to go to work. Because what happens in jujitsu, there's a lot of life lessons you learn on the mat, Rob. One of them is if I tap a dude out, if I tap him out, I prove to myself what I already know. 
But if the dude taps me out, I prove to myself what I don't know, which one's more powerful. I already know something and I uh, force it onto another force for, for, uh, uh, force my will onto another man and cause him to submit. Right. However, when he beats me, I can take that failure and then never face that obstacle again, or I can fail, work on my weaknesses and go to work. And what, guess what? Over time, those weaknesses become strength. So the bravest thing you can do, let me tell you when you're weak right now, or you're posing, or you you think that it's, you're going to look bad. Let me tell you, the bravest thing you can do is admit that you're weak and vulnerable and work on it and work on it. Extreme ownership, Jocko, holler at your boy. Yep. Okay. Our challenge for May. Yes. For Sorry. No that was sh- a tangent. No, yeah. No sugar challenge. How, how are you doing? Update, update. Crap. Dude, that's probably, that was very difficult, man. I'd rather do a hundred burpees, man. I'm just being real with you. That first, uh, I, I blew it on the first day, May 1st, dude had a fudge Sunday. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but then after that, I fell off the bandwagon, right? Talking about my failures, face your failures and go get after it. Um, May 2nd to Today's date, no sugar. I mean, no. And there's going to be somebody who's like, oh, no sugar, Ryan. I mean, I'm doing the best that I can. I mean, if it's, I mean, I read the labels now. I've never done that, right? So I'm looking at labels. I, today, you know, we went to like a graduation and they were like, oh, just eat a cupcake. And I'm like, get that evil demon away from me. So <laughs> well, when that, that's, I mean, it's really good. I got to tell you a kind of funny story, man. You know, I told you Coca-Cola is like my, yep. Well, uh, that's your weakness. Think, that's your vice. It is my vice. It's my drug of choice. I think it's May 7th or May 8th, dude. I left a Coke in the refrigerator kind of as a reminder, you know, look at, you know, looking at it. I think it's May, I think it's May 7th or May 8th. I got really like just stressed out. And dude, I opened it up, took like a swig and like, uh, relapse, did, relapse. Did, you, know, did you wash it, it around your mouth? Like yeah. swish it around? And I like put it, I like closed it back up and it's still in there. But I was like, you know, that part, I was like, I felt bad. I was like, I just let Ryan down. I just like completely failed. That's what's really cool, man. You, I'm telling you, you've been instrumental. Like I've, when I, when I was in Spokane, I mean, I had tons of opportunity to get after it. I mean, I've really tried hard to stay away from sugar. And then uh, we had, me and my wife had a special Mother's Day, not before Mother's Day Eve marriage enrichment date and uh, went to like a concert and went to, um, out to eat that night. Uh, I kind of gave in a little bit, you know, and, uh, but it was like, Hey, this is special night. You know, I'm not going to sit there and completely blow it. And I think that's the big thing is the self-control is like, Hey, I can eat the whole pizza or I can eat one slice. That's right, man. <laughs> and just, you know, that part, you know, the self-control of those things and, you know, and the entitlement too, but I, can't, I think men were so entitled. It's like, I deserve this. I worked out six uh, days this week. You know, dude, it's like the D man. word, the D word is horrible, man. Uh, Anytime you hear the word, I deserve Rob, we don't deserve anything. Zero, zero. nothing. In our last, you know, you also challenged me to the fire truck pool. Um, okay. Dude, how'd you like that? It was awesome. Um, I got to be, you know, behind Moose, Adam Settle, and uh, man, I was sitting there. My my wrist was tweaked already, hey, still hurting. Re- hey, real quick, dude, Adam Settle and Moose, right? Andrew Booth, together probably weigh a thousand pounds. I mean, <laughs> they are the biggest dude. I mean, Adam Settle looks like a fridge with a head on it. He, he is he is a huge dude. I worked out with him last week, man, and. Uh, I work. I, I can lift probably an eighth of what he can on most things. And dude, just, he's a monster. We need to have him on the podcast. Yeah, I think we're, we're, li- we're going to have him on the podcast. He, and he's an intellectual monster too. He's like a philosopher, and he's just a mammoth of a man. Great strength and conditioning guy. I'm I'm actually following one of his plans right now. But you know the fire truck pool. We did that, man. Our first round, we we won. That's right. And I was like, we had um, Little Rock PD was there. Uh, Conway SWAT was there and then uh, a, a team of females which I give mad props one I give props for everybody it was for the Special Olympics in Arkansas that's what we were raising money for which was really cool but I give props for everybody to come out take time out of their day to raise money for that and uh, you know the second second thing we wasn't quite ready no excuses we lost we get second place yeah I think we yeah we got second place by like a first loser yeah, we got first loser. We got first loser. I think we lost by like literally right over a half second. 
I know. No excuses. You wanted to give it a excuse. I was like, if I wanted to our win. Our listeners, our listeners, I, me too. Dude, I thought we had in the bag. I mean, we had um, Booth. We had Adam Settler. We had me. We had Jeremy Fox, which is another guy we got to have in the podcast. That guy's a, a monster. I love that guy. Um, we had Nick Kinnett. We had Dewey Mann. Um, we had uh, uh, Greg DeSoto, which is a monster of a man too. Yeah, he reminds me of like some kind of Russian operative. And then we had, who else did we have? Oh, we had Chuck Clausen, which is a beast. Guy's got a motor for days. I thought we were going to win. I mean, we had, I mean, we had horsepower, dude. I thought we had it in the bag, but we lost. Hey, that's, that's, that's the thing. I think the humility sometimes that me and Ron probably definitely need in our lives a little bit more. <laughs> There's always those times like that. You think, hey, we're going to win this. We won the first round, second round. We didn't win. Yeah. Oh, dude. Let me tell you something, Rob. Being transparent, I have to. I have to get beat up daily, right, to get it controlled. I have to. You know, that's the thing. Like at work, dude. I. It, I am always. Cons- I'm consistently on the mat, getting beat up. You know what I mean? Um, just to keep me legit. But um, so, what's the challenge now, Rob? What's the challenge for you? For I mean, do we stick for May? Oh yeah. Anyway, this is finish out May. Um, I think, you know, just the try to do our best, no sugar, you know, sit there. Um, and just, you know, in the month strong. Okay. So hashtag forge by fire challenge. challenge. If they want to jump on the no sugar, I know two dudes that have, Oh, also we got called the redneck Dr. Phil. Did you see that comment? That was oh, yeah. dope. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, that's, that makes me a redneck. <laughs> Dude, we were laughing it up. I thought that was awesome. I mean, we have, let me just tell the listeners, uh, before we close this out and which Rob, every time we link up, man, you're, you're awesome. I, I really enjoy this, but what I also enjoy, dude, is just serving. Like we said, maybe we're the band of brothers. Maybe we're the band of brothers for our listeners. Um, just the feedback that we have got over this last, I mean, specifically this last week has been humbling. Um, like we got from, um, Rob Hammonds. Dude, just the comments that we've got from some of the guys here locally and out of state, some of my Marine Corps buddies, um, one of my buddies who owns a business in Pittsburgh reached out to me and just, man, uh, I believe we're doing the right thing, Rob. And just, you know, we're not the best, but just kind of our life experience is saving people money, time, you know, heartaches, not being freaking idiots. I can tell you what not to do all day long. That's what, I mean, just just again, Mark Ryan said, thank you for who's listened. And also just the comments and, um, we're about to open up the, we have a Facebook page right now, Forge by Fire and also Instagram, Forge by dot fire. And, you know, if you have some topics we're going to put some stuff on there because i want to know you know some stuff you want to know about you know and so we're going to have to start having some guests on here too and just uh some just awesome you know guests. just to add you know add a little bit more to it man but uh i'm excited i'm ex- i mean i look forward to this and i'm having a great time i'm having a blast here at ron and just our conversations just brings and it makes me a better man and i'm proud to say you know uh ron's one of my band of brothers boom dude same thing bro you're a good dude hey this has uh been episode 18-004 forged by fire out <laughs>